<laughs> You're fired. Bike. You're fired. Bringing Kirk. He was a much better captain anyway. Well, was he really the Kirk? I mean, I've never seen the pilot. I guess I should. Well, what they did with the pilot is they were like, this is so darn good. We can't waste it. So they made a two-part episode in the real, in the series Star Trek, in which it was sort of like a flashback. And they used the Oh, you pilot. mean prior to Kirk? They, so was, like, Sulu still in there? Were there still some, like, crew members in the pilot yes, that were in recast? Yes. Oh, and it was still the Enterprise. So it was like, oh, before you came, we also had a very lonely Christmas. I remember it like yesterday. Well, Merry Christmas, was, Captain it, Pike. So they had Captain Pike on board, and Spock, like, mutinied and took over the ship and was, like, taking Pike to this planet. And everyone's like... You're under arrest. We're doing a court-martial. And in the court-martial, they got to see all the footage of the pilot. That's how they did it. <laughs> That's how oh. I would have preferred if, like, uh, Kirk got hit in the head and he got amnesia, as, right. as people on television do. And he's like, I'm Captain Pike. And they're like, no, why, if you were Captain Pike, it would be something a little like this. Do-do-do-do-do-do. So oh, right now what we're having is more of that trying to get the girl and they kiss and she goes, now you'll have to marry me. And, you know, do you like me? True. Well, you tell me if you like me first and that kind of stuff. That's like in that book, Fun Without Sex. Mm-hmm. By Annette Funicello. <laughs> By, uh, you're not going to get any. So Frankie Avalon's in the back and he's like, be my girl, Linda. Tell me how to win you over. And it's like, a girl won't reveal that to a guy, but a girl will reveal it to the girl. And so that's, they're pretending to be those English girls. And that's sort of like the plot that's going to go away. They'll never follow it through. But that was the plan to learn how to get them through asking them questions oh, as girls. Did you, and obviously we don't listen to the audio because we're too busy uh, reappropriating social media. But did you say that they are uh, have British accents as girls? Yes. And and instead of saying ta ta, they go two two because they don't un they didn't they don't know any better. That's a funny joke. Too. Right. So saying, yeah, they keep saying honey nut Cheerios. Gotta go. Honey so, nut so, honey nut Cheerios. Ah, toot toot and honey nut Cheerios. What did he say? He said, honey nut Cheerios, he said. <laughs> he's a bleating Oh, yank. by the way, Carl. He's a yank. When you say, he's a yank, he is. When you go to the, safely go to the supermarket, make sure you get honey nut Cheerios and not nut honey Cheerios, because that nut honey is completely <laughs> different. Tastes funny, too. Yeah. Cheerio. Oh, here comes a song, I can tell. Okay, so now we're having a song. They're singing about boys, and they're singing, We'll Never Change Them, right? But the right. truth is, this was written as, I'll Never Change Him, and it was sung by Annette Funicello in Beach Blanket Bingo, 
but they cut the scene. I thought I recognized the song. No, Who they said? cut it. They cut that it. That movie. Well, I probably see, I probably seen it on DVD. I can't imagine. Well, no, they show it on TCM once in a while on a blue moon. But I, I, I must uh, it must have not been a good DVD had they not had the deleted scene. Well, what American International's Pictures did is like they paid money for that song. They Guy Hermick and Jerry Steiner wrote it for them. So since they didn't use that scene, they just put it in this movie. Why not? Why not? It's a fuck beach movie. <laughs> now Jane and Nora come in in the middle of the song. So they start to dance Listen, like buddy. fools. Girls? Yeah, like Do they wiggle their hips and smirk. <laughs> By the way, once again, audience, if you see like stops and stutters, it's not your YouTube feed and you're out of sync with us. It's cable TV in Michigan. Yeah, we're too lazy to upload our own movies, so we're mooching off of movie time, which probably mooches off of someone else, to be honest. Right. But it's good to have. It's tough. I've been always looking for Beats movies. You know, they, and that's what I tell you, Frankie Avalon did a bunch of them. They even did yes. one in the 80s, which honestly, I never saw it back to the beach, but I should. It has Fishbone and uh, right. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman's in it. Yeah. With, um, but, you know, doing, they're, um... they're, the bird is the word. Oh, really? Cool. You didn't see it? You didn't see it. I haven't seen it. Well, um, Pee Wee Herman goes, well, well, the bird, 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 well, the bird is the word. Oh. Well, I worked at a video store in Montclair in the, in the 85, so I've always seen the display in the box, but I just never uh, got around to seeing it. Hey, guys, go hot vodka. Hot cocoa. Here's my urine. It's still warm. Why would you give us your urine? Oh, God. I just came back from the okay. testing hall, and I've got fresh urine. <laughs> Here's oh, to Dr. Leary. Looks <laughs> like a hot football. They're completely not convincing women just because they have wigs on, you know? They should totally... And they've got makeup, too, but they yeah, should... Yeah, they should totally. totally. Right. Yeah, it's a little... So now... You would, um, you would think. Barbara is telling a story about how Craig was trying to kiss them on his first date. You know, it's like a humiliating story for Craig, and he's got to pretend that it's... Ha, ha, ha! So they're just talking about dumb boys and Craig's first date, and then Frankie Avalon whispers in Craig's ear, Boy, that Kinsey was a liar. You know, the sex report. Where's Frankie? Did you see Dr. Kinsey? Oh, that's what it is. Okay, well, that's topical. I didn't get that because it's a 55 year old reference. Well, it's surprising. Like, they, uh, it's all about sex, I guess. All the references. So what's going to happen now is they're going to try to leave, but the chaperone, uh, you know, our horn-rimmed glasses guy, locks the door. Good night, ladies, and locks the door. So they're stuck in there. So they break the third wall. He goes... Fourth wall. Fourth wall. 
that goes, what do we do now? And he goes, well, what's the average age of our audience? And he goes, 15. He goes, well, in that case, we leave. Man. I, I guess. Do 15-year-olds watch this? I know 51-year-olds do. If it was 21-year-olds, they would bang all the girls, but it's only 15-year-olds, so we better leave. Right. And then when they show it on Detroit television 70 years later, they'll have, like, AARP ads in it. Right. But how do you know? Freedom, yeah. Michigan is a big state. Well, I mean, like, this, I, I, I'm interested in this Detroit. I would love to, to learn more, especially if they were showing just movies like this. Right. Even if this was, like, 10 years ago, that's pretty good. You, you're not going to have a chance to see a film like this. Goes, Probably why we have this copy. What's the average age of our audience? Fifteen. Out. Fourth wall broken for the first time. Well, they also had the announcer come in. The narrator. Yeah, I guess that counts. But I mean, you really hate it when the actor does it. And he looks at the camera's eye, uh, you know, looks into the eye of the camera. I, well, listen, can we, can we table that? Because I want to know more about my Medicare Advantage plan. I need one that is not two-in-one and not one-in-one, but something that maybe is all-in-one and has drug money. Also, it should save you money. <laughs> drug money. Well, I drug think money. what you <laughs> want is uh, the free guide. Uh, it's Medicare Advantage Place uh, plan from Humera, Humera, and you can write or call for the free guide. And Mike, there's no obligation. There's no obligation. But if it's unaffordable and biweekly, it's not really the premium plan I want. They're not going to sell you what you don't need, Mike. Okay, the Advantage plan for Humera is tailored to your needs. Okay, it's Medicare. It's Medicare. But what should I call? Well, is there an obligation? You should call now. No, there's no obligation. When you should call is now. Or you could TTY 7-Eleven. I like how it says call now, but it's, uh, you know, 9 to 5 p.m. <laughs> oh, operators are standing by me. Oh. Listen, I just want to see an average Joe. Maybe he works at the fire department, police department. <laughs> Okay, so this is a cop who was 480 pounds, but luckily he got weight loss surgery, uh, and he's down to 200 and something, and he's getting <laughs> lower. Like, he didn't look, he's going to the kid and not the snack machine. Right. He's pretty good. Very big change. <laughs> hey, I'll move it for you. He's uh, I need quarters. Go <laughs> in. <laughs> The machine took my dollar. There's a cookie stuck in the spiral. I need you to go down and shake the machine for me. Barracks clinics. What a weird task. And it can help you too. Weight loss surgery. Yeah, but it's going to go into, how can I afford my own funeral though if I get weight loss surgery as well? Right. If you get the affordable death plan, you can, you can afford it. Well, but is there going to be higher biweekly uh, premiums? Uh, no, they'll be lower, and you can stop paying the overpriced uh, funeral expenses insurance you have now. Call Senior Life. Okay, but not if there's a medical plan. 
Uh, there's no medical. Uh, there's no medical. Uh, what's it called? There's no medical appointment. No medical check, and you get free magnetic oh. glasses. Oh, that's cool. Like super rare. Yeah, if you put on free magnetic glasses, you stare at metal. <laughs> Your eyes are just drawn to the metal in the room. If you put those glasses on and then you check your time, your clock, your watch will go backwards. <laughs> it'll it'll erase your debit card. Okay, now June. Now, here he is. The famous voiceover artist is here again. Let's see. Rocky Bullwinkle. Yeah. Okay, so what it is is Miss Sally is calling, saying that her wigs have been stolen. Okay. And they're hot on the wig market. And we know who stole them, of course. It's, uh, you know, Jane and Nora. It's Craig and Todd. Oh, you, you mean Craig and Todd, yeah. Right. Becoming Jane. Craig and Todd stole them. Uh-oh, here comes Al Pacino. Better run. What I love about June Foray, I know job. I said it before, she made it to 100. She died at 100. That's when you win life. That's when you beat life. Well, she was Smurfette, wasn't she? I mean, she was she was Rocky. She was Smurfette. She uh, was on no. the Pixar's comedy album from the eighties. Yeah, Jane Paul, Jane Pallet. Oh, it sounds she like married you know, Gary Trudeau. Right. I mean, I only know her from Disney movies, like being the princesses and Cinderella and stuff. She had a lot of Disney voiceover work. I think she was Smurfette. And there's also Jane, so not to be confused with Jane Pally the, from Good Morning America. This is June Foray. June Foray. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so today is the last day of the girls' skiing lessons, and they can get over this some like it hot routine, he's saying. Oh, yeah, right. Now, do you remember their plot to make uh um, the, uh, Mr. What's his name? Darn it. Our horned rim get They want to make him uh cuckoo. So he can't chaperone them with the girls. Um, and so he's now doing more like, let's drive him crazy. Why did I lose this guy's name? Robert Q. Lewis as Mr. Peevney. Mr. Peevney. Carl, oh, will you stop with the Hiroshi's accent, all right? It's not funny. <laughs> will you mail this for me, please? I will take that as a yes. I'm going crazy. Listen, that's just junkie public. No relation to junkie public. Mush. That was a good movie. Did you Mush. What do you want for breakfast? Mush. All the children. By the way, those are 15 children in 15 different dogs' uh, outfits for that scene. They oh. couldn't get the polar bear uh, animal trainer. They weren't gidget. So they had to wear costumes. Gotcha. Yeah. Like in people. They were no, 15 gidgets. 15 gidgets were there. So now Nita, they're asking Nita, like, what's wrong with American girls? And she was like, I was just going to ask you the same thing. They're trying to find out more about girls, like, as if they're girls. 
and American girls are they're they play games and all they do is talk. Not like in Sweden, she's right. flying where we just have sex. Right. Have you seen the Swedish movie? Yeah. Well, there's X-rated ones and then there's regular ones now. Back uh, back in our day, Sweden started it all in the seventies. Right. Well, there's two famous political films. I'm curious, orange, and I'm curious, yellow. Uh-huh. And there's always like this like appeal of sex. I think one of them was in Taxi Driver. Oh, I forgot the movie that was in Taxi Driver. But it's mostly like you know political, uh, topical political uprising in Sweden. So it was you know kind of a bait and switch. Oh. Yeah, they lured you with the sex. Yeah. They baited you. Come, you come for the sex, you stay for the politics. So now they've learned they that you with uh, Nita has another Swedish friend named Helga who works in town. And so Frankie Avalon, again, he gets a great idea. He says, if we double date with Helga and Nita, our girlfriends will get jealous. And that's Freddie's technique. If the girls want you, then other girls want you. Right, that is a Freddy style. Mm-hmm. So there, so he goes, okay, we'll go on the date, but I get Nita, not Helga. And he goes, you don't know if Helga could be beautiful. So they ask Nita, what's Helga like? You'll like her. She's a lot of fun. She has a great personality. Nice personality. Yeah. Even in 1965. Okay, so he's going away to come back as Todd in 10 minutes to ask the date. And now we're going to break the fourth wall again. Watch, watch. All right. Look, uh, have a Coke or something. Nothing's going to happen for at least 10 minutes. <laughs> so he told the audience to go <laughs> go get a Coke. But I still did it. But he's wrong that nothing's going to happen because Freddie slinks up on Nora Suggesting they oh, yeah. head ride together. He said, I gotta go to the theater manager. The movie told me to take over to the concession stand and I missed the most important part. Yes, that's right. The ski the ski hilar- the sled hilarity when he's out of control. So he's like buzz off and he goes, I brought you cocoa. And so now Nora is starting to warm up. Never mind that he's a guy, he's starting to warm really? up to uh, Freddie. Frankie. Frank. No, Freddie. Fred. Are you right. mixing character Frankie Freddy. Avalon? Well, I thought the character's name was Frankie, and then I realized it's impossible in a Frankie Avalon movie to have a car- other yeah. character other than Frankie named Frankie. So, Nora likes that he got brought Coco. You know, it's all right. I'll go right. on a sleigh ride with you. I mean, a sled ride with you. Bonk. Sure, it's not urine from the last uh, the callback. It's possible. Oh, here you go. Oh, it's not a sled ride. He's cruel to women. No, no, no. He makes a mistake. He's like, oh no. <laughs> but she thinks, or he thinks, that Freddie is on, and he's talking to Freddie, and he litters. I know. I cried. That polar bear is sad. By the way, that polar bear. Big coke addict, and I'm not talking the beverage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and all that snow, just like <laughs> no, in 
what was that movie with John Cusack? Better off dead. Oh right, ready. Better off dead. What's so the look, street value of this mountain? Frankie's trying to drive him crazy, so Frankie slips a wig on Mister Peavy's head. That's not his name. Wow. So how many ski movies? I've seen some funny ski movies. There's the the spiritual prequel to Hamburger the movie. There's Hot Dog the movie. Right. There's Ski School one and two with, with Dean Cameron. Uh, I guess uh, uh, Better Off Dead is a big uh, ski yeah, movie. Yeah, that's that's a, got a ski premise. And yeah, Ham, Ham Hot Dog the movie. Yeah, that's the cult one you and I saw. Uh, we saw Hamburger the movie. Uh, what does the oh no, you're right. We did see downhill or what was that? Oh right, we did see that one. We did. It was uh, yeah, it was some crazy downhill. And South Park made a parody of it. And, yes. Uh, have you seen Force Majeure? This is a film about a family that goes on a ski trip, Maybe. and suddenly there's an avalanche. It was made into a a, a Will Ferrell Julia Louis Dreyfus movie this year. Do you recommend it? I do. I absolutely do. I'm not going to give away the, the ending or the middle, but every, everyone familiar with the movie knows the, the twist in it, but it's really okay. funny. So Yeah, it's good. It's worth it. So Frankie Avalon slipped the wig on his head, and now he thinks that, he, you know, he keeps having this dream. He tells his psychoanalyst that his mother wishes he was born a girl, and now he's like, I'm a girl! And now he thinks it's catching. He thinks it's contagious. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Is he like uh, DJ or something? Oh, no, right. It's the John Q. Public. He yeah, it's... Um... Oh, gosh. Here it is. Robert Q. Lewis as Mr. Peevney. So, oh, look. The polar bear even hands yeah. out hot co cocoa. I would not, he because then when you drink it, he'll slash you. He's yodeling. I check out your ass. Right. He's checking out her ass. Okay, so now it's step one of their plot. On purpose, Frankie is asking questions as if he's a reporter kind of thing for a school newspaper, but it's all so that the girlfriends <laughs> can overhear. Oh, wow. That is some bad journalism. Fake news. Fake news. He's just trying, to, just trying to make his girl jealous. Right. Which gets it. So right now she's saying, was, like, was... like um, we have eight months of night in Sweden. And he's like, what do you do? Do you do this? Do you do that? They say, no, no, no. And the implication is all they do is have sex in the dark. Right. They don't have television. Right. PlayStation wasn't invented back then. Which we know from COVID. But I do now. <laughs> yeah. So oh, there's plenty of things to do in the dark. There's PlayStation. She goes, what do you, what did you ever see in him? And she goes, I don't know, but I do know now, because now she's starting to, like, want him back. Oh, something. right. It's work. Yeah, that'll be great. Just Plan's working. By the fire. The two of us. He should sing a song. 
We'll be back after this. After Michelle Geller. Hi. Oh, it's this, right? Yeah. You probably have to poke your face and stick thing and then brush it. And it's still there. Yeah. Well, my sex cult has come up with a new formula. Oops, I mean mm-hmm. my paid sponsorship. Oh, it's concealer. It's, it's not it's even a, medication. It's a medical concealer. See, if you have a blemish, you put concealer on, but that just makes the blemish worse. I you do. More. I know. I dust it. I damp it. I brush it. Mm-hmm. So what we got here is a medical concealer. So when you put on the concealer, it's actually healing your blemish. I need to, I need a second opinion. Do you have any outside testimonials? No, it's a commercial. <laughs> well, what about Sarita and Amanda? And, uh... Oh, you're saying? Hey, did you hear the great news itself? Yes. Yeah, they have opinions, and they're all for the medical concealer, the repairing concealer. Well, do I get a free gift at least? Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I got to repair. <laughs> well, what's Megan's opinion about it? Because I know she was like, she looked pizza face. Oh, that's pizza face. I I didn't know her name was no. Uh... Pizza face frowns and concealer girl smiles. Right, that's before and after. Yeah. God, that's a lot of stuff to put on your face. You ever see the before yeah, and after? And it's two. clearly not the same person. Right. Well, yeah. it's usually like before is like a fat guy waiting for the bus, and then afterwards it's this buff guy lifting a bus. <laughs> Free shipping. You know, Mike, nothing captures right, one, eight. a moment like a photo. That's why I use Vistaprint. Oh, here it is. Yeah, so, well, tell me, because I have so many summer memories and awesome adventures and affordable moments that I just don't know how to print them into a card. Mm-hmm. Vista print. That's how I made my Hanukkah cards, Vista print. <laughs> well, yeah, your Arbol Day card was terrific. Mm-hmm. I, it was a picture of you in a tree. Happy Sukkot. Is it some style, some sizes? Is it some paper stock? Because otherwise... No, it's all paper stock. It's all sizes. All right. Hang on, hang on. I'm an American eligible for Medicare. I need someone's calling for oh, my attention. You are? That's good because the deadline yeah, is just is... days away. Uh, December 6, 2016. Listen, what you should do is you should well, listen to Dr. Martin Giza and call Health Markets. They have unbiased opinion that will help you make the right choice. What's the right plan for you? Well, I do want to update my plans and do it at no cost or lower my cost. Yeah, call health markets. Well, Carl, I'm not doing this if it's automatic. I'm just, it's, that's not planned. It would still rewrite no, for me. It's not automatic. You've got to make the choice. And how can you with all the complicated Medicare A, B, Q? You should really call uh, health markets and take doctors. what for dumb biased opinion? Unbi- I don't want dumb biased opinion. <laughs> dumb biased opinion. Oh no, because no, it says smart unbiased opinion. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, if you want, well, can I choose my own adventure? You want it to cover more and cost less. What does uh, an actor say about it? <laughs> yeah. Right. I tried shopping on my own. <laughs> 
See? That's the way to go. Are oh, you a dummy? Well, yes. <laughs> now, I wish these could... Oh, the delay is December 7th. Because we're about to see James Brown. If we could just fast forward through these commercials. Oh, uh, just come on. I know. Well, this, this uh, again, this is a one hour and 59 minute video. So we will be... Uh, Jam pack show. I couldn't even take my time to say it because I have. The, part of the, that extra minutes at the end is the commercials. Okay, so we'll bail out at them. Yeah. So. Here we go. All right. Yeah. Now I'm the only person on this whole planet who doesn't like the song "I Feel Good." Right. It would have been nice. He had other songs back then. It would have been nice to see him do another song. But that's a good song. Well, it's his big hit, Girl. and AIP was very lucky to get it. He had done a movie called The Tammy Show. It's, uh -huh. uh, it's capital T-A-M-I, and I think it's like Teenage America Music uh, oh. International. And it was, uh, it was a closed-circuit live presentation sent through satellite to certain uh, theaters. And it was a live music show, and it ended with James Brown, and it's a phenomenal perform performance. And he just, you know, he stands apart. Oh, so did his bus break down and he had to go to the ski resort? No, they are the ski patrol, and they just brought back Mr. Mister Peevney. Oh, right. And so they came to get their St. Bernard's refilled the drinks. Oh, yeah. That's his Blues Brothers 2000 as James Brown lit up a uh, movie screen. Now he's introducing the flame was, by name, Lloyd, Bobby, and Bobby. Nice. Out of sight. Was the flames, uh, that wasn't his big group, right? Yeah. There we go. Wow. So James Brown and the Fabulous Flames was the one who recorded I Got You, which everyone knows as I Feel Good. Oh, it's not called I Feel Good, it's called I Got You? Look at that sweater. Well, look. I know it is it is sweater no less. Now he James Brown said I felt like I was in a straitjacket during his appearance here. I don't know why he says that. Like he didn't. Well, the, the ski party is more segregated than the gray. The ski party is more segregated than the Greyhound bus ride over. That's for sure. Yeah, part of the the implied joke here was that like. They're an all-black ski can, ski patrol, you know, in this white bread resort. Oh. But he didn't. just happened to be James Brown. Now, James Bren Brown never split his pants before when he did his, you know, his his signature split at the end of songs. Yeah. But he he splits his pants when he does it. Wow. Yeah. That's because American International pants are so cheap. Yes. AIPs? Inter American International pants? Picture I just pants. think the song is so quirky and jerky. I feel good. And it's a horrible well, saxophone player. Is this, uh, is this not the version that's embedded in my head? This is the it's like famous version of, of the radio, yes. I got you. Jerky. Listen to the sax, Mike. Oh, they're leaving. 
You hate that, huh? It's like a one minute 45 version, a 45 second version, and we're about to see him split his pants, but he plays it off like it didn't even happen. But it was in his memoirs. Rip. Does he go to the James Brown? Oh man. Well, I'll be honest. My computer crashed on me. Did it? Should I pause? Yeah, go ahead and pause. All right. I'm just waiting for it to. I'm. I just turned on the browser. Sorry, audience. We're gonna take a breather from James Brown. It's the worst when we. Yeah, it's just you know, Mutiny Radio Studio. Where where are you at, Carl? Okay, one minute. I mean, an hour thir- an hour thirteen minutes and twenty three. Thirteen twenty three. I'm at. Okay, perfect. You have to count me up. Okay, sounds good. Rip his pants. Rip his so good. Gonna rip my pants. Count me up now. Okay, hang on a sec. Get rid of those pants. <laughs> oh, oh. And the snow went in his balls. All right, I'm at 17, 18, 19, 20, 3, 2, 1, go. They're having a, a post James Brown beach party, a uh, right. tea party. Playing cards. You know, I just read that the NBA passed out new rules for uh, their players, and they said during practice, if you play playing cards, you need to dispose the deck after every game. Really? Yeah, for COVID. You can't can't use the same deck of playing cards twice. So Freddie is upset because Nora's lost in the wilderness. You know, he let let her go on the sled. And then... um, Barbara is very mad because Craig disappeared for 20 hours. Nobody saw him, and Nora was going in and out of his room. Clearly, he's with Nora. Oh, right. So he's, she's huffing off. And Freddie is jealous. Wow, Freddie's head over heels over Nora. Yes. So now Freddie gets a great idea. He knows that these guys have no guts. They haven't skied once. So he challenges them to a ski jump. And Frankie Avalon will do it to impress Nita, which is not. See, Nita offers, if you win, we'll play the American game, spin the bottle. And then Frankie Avalon breaks the fourth wall and says to the audience, well, this is an American film. Maybe they just ran. Well, I mean, you know what? I, I like breaking the fourth wall. I'm a you big do? fan of Hope and Crosby. Cos- yeah, like the Road to movies with Bob Hope, and they're all like, the fish got 15 lines, and me, just two. There was a scene where uh, 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 they're fishing, uh, Bing is fishing, and then uh, Bob goes in the boat, and the fish, uh, fish pops up and says a joke. And then later in the movie, the, a polar bear chases Bob. This is in Road to Utopia. And uh, after the chase, the bear shows the camera and goes, the fish got a line, but I don't. 
So, okay, listen, I've oh. watched movies with you every single week for four years or right. something. And you always, when they break the fourth wall, you go, oh, my God, this film isn't grounded. No, but it, and you complain about no, it. No, but it wouldn't. You're switching. I know, but they do. They, the way they break the wall is that they go, they give a look like, can you believe it? Look. Like, yeah. And unless you're Bugs Bunny or Eddie Murphy in Trading Places, it just doesn't work. Ah, you know? that's why. Like, you're not Bugs Bunny. You're not you're not Eddie Murphy. You know how Eddie will look into the camera like you know, pork bellies come from pigs, and he gives a look to the camera. Right. It's, it works, you know, and it's and it's held in. But if fucking Richard Grieco does it or Dwayne Hickman, it doesn't really work for me. <laughs> I, okay. I, I, I lazy writing. You know, I, I'm all for the meta joke myself, but you know. So now Frankie Avalon has been roped into a ski jump, but that's okay. He's come up with a great plan. They have this weather balloon that goes up every night. So Dwayne has agreed to, well, not Dwayne, it's Craig, has agreed to steal the helium tank. That doesn't make any sense. And Frankie Avalon is in a wetsuit. Was Frankie Avalon part of the Disney clubhouse? Because I know Annette Finicello was a musketeer. You mean uh, the Mouse Club? I don't think so. I don't think so. Annette was a musketeer. You're right. Yeah. Ah, finally some commercials. Yeah. And the first one is the greatest one. It's Edible Arrangements. Oh, well, I was going to send you an Edible Arrangement to thank you for that business meeting. Thanks, Mike. Well, hey, happy seasons to you and, and the rest of your department. So I had a meeting with Verizon, and they sent me, um, like, Verizon-themed pens for my office. But I thought it was an edible arrangement, and I was chewing ink. <laughs> horrible. You were eating the pens. So embarrassed in front oh. of the boss. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I got these pretzel sticks from Verizon. He goes, those are pens! They're pretzel sticks. So embarrassing. They're covered in chocolate. <laughs> oh, this one has red jelly. They keep pitching this affordable death plan. Haven't those people died yet? Get their magnetic reading glasses? Enough already. Soon you don't have to look that direction or look out the window. All right, let me tell you something about this movie because uh, we have to watch these stupid commercials. Um, oh. Okay, Gene Corman was the producer, and he is the younger brother of Roger Corman. Oh, wow. Oh, who worked with Corman, too. Right. So, uh, let's see. This uh, James H. Nicholson and Sam Arcroft saw this movie right. called Girls on the Beach, and Gene Corman was its producer, so they hired him, and they knew Roger Corman, of course. Uh, and Corman hired Alan Rifkin, the director, who's all about TV, and Robert Kaufman was a writer for TV. So Hickman says that... D Dwayne Hickman says he hit it off immediately with Frankie Avalon, and they decided that they should play the characters like Hope and Crosby, like Frankie would be Crosby. Right. A smart... Like those movies I'm talking about. Right. And Hope would be the bumbler. And they ought to added a lot of physical stuff with help to not very imaginative script, he claims. Well, they went so like, 
they were making movies like twice a year. I mean, it was worse than Marvel movies. They were just cranking them out. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't hard to make, right? Yeah. So in 65, in March, it's one week into filming, and AIP were so happy with the rushes that they announced that um, Kaufman and Corman and Rafkin would make a movie called Cruise Party starring these two guys immediately after. And we'll see in the end credits upcoming cruise party movie but because the film bombed <laughs> they they said screw it we're not doing it and then that movie became boat trip years later what gold you mean gold foot no no did you ever see the horatio sands movie uh boat party with cuba Gooding jr maybe where they they, they they wind up on a gay cruise oh maybe Maybe. Roger Moore's in it. Tell me more. So, well, I think I told as much as I need to say. They wind up on a gay cruise, so they have to pretend they're gay. I think I did see that film, but I just, that's the premise I remember, not anything about the film and Roger Moore. Yeah, either Roger Moore's in it, and I don't know. I've seen that movie so many times, I don't even remember it. So they got turned off because like, the film tanked, and they're like, "Forget it, we're not making it." But then, like months later, they had a they changed had a change of heart, and they made that Doctor Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine with them. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, that's an insane movie, I and mean, I think there's a sequel. It's like you ever see uh, Austin Powers of the Fembots? That's basically yes. the Bikini Machine. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, so he creates these Fembots in bikinis. So now it's time for the jump, and here goes uh, Freddy, who's excellent at it, and everyone loves it. Da, 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 da. What was the Wild World of Sports theme song? Yeah, it wasn't that. That was uh, the Wildlife Show. That was Mutual of Omaha. Yeah, right. I get the two mixed up. So Dr. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Penvy here now Penvy. announces Frankie Avalon who you know, they're scared because it's his first time ever jumping. But you and I know he has a helium tank. Right, he sounds like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. Frankie Avalon. Remember the Roxy Music song, Avalon? No. I remember Roxy Music. Avalon. Okay, here comes Do you the, remember jump, the movie. And he pulls the cord... And it's working! Hey. Everything's perfect. Nothing can go wrong. Wow, that must have spent how much money they spent on special effects for that one. They're blowing air in his suit, I guess. So now they say he's floating. So he went to jump and floated away. And he's smiling like it's a success. So now wait, is he gonna ever... he's saying, he's so fat. How did he get so fat? And Dwayne's going, well, he had a big breakfast, you know. <laughs> so now he can't release it. Like, he keeps on getting higher. I mean, look how high he is. He's clearly going to die. Right. 
So Dwayne is like, pull the rip. No one's impressed. And he's like, I can't find it. But no one else is noticing this. Craig's not going to take this lightly. You know, he wants to action. And so uh, Mr. Pevney is like, well, we'll probably scramble jet fighters and fight, fight, shoot them down. So Craig's going to do it on his own. He shoots Frankie? Yeah, he pops a hole in his balloon. Whoa, popped. Wow. He's blowing. Oh, my it's God, this movie's, this movie's so stupid. It's hilarity. Well, it answers the question, what would happen if I shot Frankie Avalon? <laughs> well, Frankie Avalon just now broke his leg. Oh, thank God that's all it was. He goes, it's broken. Okay. So he pulls out a broken ski and goes, you're right, it's broken. Okay, so right now he's in the infirmary and he's like, I have a date tonight. Can you just put a Band-Aid on it and I'll come back tomorrow? <laughs> These guys, boys will be boys. See, Nita promised him spin the bottle. Oh, so he wants to get, yeah. So he's got this huge cast and he's still going on the date. And, you he know, can't... Craig is like, you're crazy. Don't do that. So he goes, hey, make... you can spin the bottle with a broken leg. You can. Your cast gets in the way. You, you kiss with the lips, not the... Uh... They're going to find yeah, a way. Yeah, your legs on the ground. All right. So he's like, make sure you call Linda 10 minutes after I leave and let her know where I'm going. Because that's their big plot. Right. So he calls up and asks to speak to Barbara and does let it know, be known where, where, uh, Frankie Avalon's going, but Barbara doesn't want to talk to her. She's mad, and so he decides he's still going on a date, and he calls Freddie. <laughs> yeah, she's here. That's cute. Get lost. I'm Catwoman. Get lost. Catwoman was great. She had a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, Dad, I respect you. Fuck, I can do this shit myself. Right. Just She's like, like the father of a That's right. Right. Uh, uh, Hit Girl's dad was a cop. Right. Yeah. So, and so uh, kick ass that was Freddy, right? He has to get into character, so he puts on his wig. Yeah. <laughs> now, Frankie Avalon is really struggling. Todd is really struggling, but he's going on this date, damn it. So he's so struggling that a scary polar bear shows up and he's like, get out of here. <laughs> oh, this polar bear. Does the polar bear find love? Give me your Coca-Cola. I want your Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's right, the Coke ad. Bye. 
He's all like bipolar bear. Yeah, I get it. Bi, bipolar, bear. Bipolar, bear. So now Frankie Avalon's in for a, for a rude awakening because he's here to see a Swedish girl, but she is like, I want to be like an American girl tonight. Talk to me. Bring me candy. Then we will talk and hold hands and talk and maybe kiss on the cheek. So it's very frustrating for Frankie, who was about to score, he thought. Yeah. He's all walking on his broken leg to get there. Right. Struggled. He's using a tripod. He's sick. I'll get here. Why am I doing this? Tripod. Tripod. So she goes, we can talk, then hold hands, then kiss on the cheek. And then she goes, what comes next? And Frankie Avalon goes, I don't know. I never got that far. <laughs> it's a good joke. Here it is. Those are not comfortable seats. That girl. Here it is. <laughs> so uh -uh. The a lot of like sitcom swipes. At, or now it's later that night and here comes Craig, here comes Nora and she's in love. She's in love. Her and Freddie, Freddie they're that's pinned. Freddie gave his fraternity pin. That's so, that's so sweet. This movie's taking a turn for the better. Yeah, very funny. Yeah, right. So he's like, but you're a boy, and he's a boy. And he goes, well, we'll work it out. So he's like, you have gone cuckoo. Uh, we're leaving now. So he goes to leave, but Freddie's outside the door, banging on the door because because Todd is in there. What are you doing in there? What are you doing in there, Nora? Oh, there we go. And Nora loves it. He's like, he's so jealous. No boy was ever that nice. Oh, to right. <laughs> <laughs> and he has to carry the luggage because, as you mentioned, there's no rollers. Right, exactly. They didn't think anything of it because they didn't know any better. You just can't. Yeah, they would walk down the corridor and not make a big fucking deal about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nowadays, you got to like roller. Ugh, don't get me started. Wow, he has a broken leg and they're walking on the ledge? Yeah, well, it's it's a script. Even if something like it hot, they didn't have so much peril. Now we're going to meet a taxi driver, and his name's Dick Miller, and he was in, you know him. Dick Miller. Yes. Yeah, of course. And we saw him in Mr. No, Mr. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff, in tons of corners. He was in yeah. a million, uh, he settled in Los Angeles in the 50s, and he just got noticed by Roger Corman, who cast him in most, seriously, most of his low-budget films. 
Well, you know, he was a, a good luck charm for Joe Dante. John Dante would cast him in all his movies. Uh-huh. So if you would see, like, for seven consecutive movies, because he was in Gremlins, notably, but he shows up in a bunch of his films. Just gives him, you know, a, a cameo role. Yeah, and... Jackpot, uh, 20 years in Corman films. Well, Bucket of Blood is a great movie. He plays this, like, beatnik painter who has, like, no inspiration kills people by mistake and then puts in the sculptures. Puts them in it? Because of the hit. Uh-huh. Yeah, he like, he paper machets the dead bodies. Isn't there a smell? You no, know, he plasters. No, not this, well, no, he gets away with it until the end, but it's it's a really funny movie. It's kind of, he's a beatnik. Okay, now this is really interesting. Here's Mr. Peevney. Pe- uh, and he's like, follow that taxi. And he forces Peevney to do it. But the thing is, why does he need Peevney? Why doesn't he just take the motorcycle? Right. Oh, why is he in there? He's just tormenting the guy. Now, this is weird, too. Everybody sees them all running off. So they said, quick, get on the bus. It doesn't make any sense. Why do they need to follow they don't need to follow. It doesn't make sense. Now, this movie has had a plot the whole way through, and it has made sense the whole way through. But now, like Michael always says, it's no longer grounded. It isn't making sense. Yeah. I just need a better way to make an egg, uh, egg McMuffin. Oh, you do? Well, then Hamilton Beach is for you. Is this what they do in New Jersey? If I went to a uh, grill, and they're like, can I get a... a... Taylor ham egg sandwich, please. Yeah, Taylor ham egg and cheese. You don't have that. Get the Hamilton Beach ready. There you go. Get the Taylor Hamilton Beach ready. Taylor Hamilton. I miss Taylor ham, absolutely. It, it, I don't understand why the rest of the world doesn't have it. It's it's really, I mean, it's akin to a hot dog, you know. I mean, it's it's processed meat, and it's the worst part of the uh, pig. And then they put in that um, tangy stuff. You know what I mean? They trick yeah. us into thinking it's good. Uh, and I'm tricked. I love it. Well, you can buy it in a supermarket. You just got to know the trick. You got to cut like a little radius or whatever so it doesn't like curl up. And you Wait, in San Francisco you can buy it? I buy like it doesn't say Taylor ham on it, but it's like you know Canadian ham. Isn't that the same? No, Canadian no. bacon is really luncheon meat in a circle. I mean, Mike, you're from Jersey, but I guess that doesn't mean you know Taylor Ham real well. Uh, no, I, I do know Taylor Ham. Yeah, I used to go to Dizzy Bee Diner. Okay, okay. So it's, uh, yeah, it's like, well, I already said, it's like processed meat with the, I love it. I love it. And it's not Canadian bacon. So you can't get it in California, right? I mean, why should that only be in it's Jersey? It's not really... Yeah, it's not really uh, out there. Okay. I don't know. Here's There's the... some other stuff. I mean, Heat of the Night. Heat of the Night. Yeah, yeah with Archie Bunker. And not and Sidney Poitier. And Howard E. Jr. Yeah, not Sidney Look at that. Poitier. Sunday, four hours. Jesus Christ, four hours. Of... Well, was it like uh, those characters hated each other in the movie? Well, it was Sidney like Poitier. Connor's characters. And... Yeah, they did hate each Well, they didn't. They grew to like each other, but for most of the film, yeah, they were had a rivalry. 
wow, this channel plays four hours of the heat of the night on Sundays? How did they even get this movie? It's a marathon. They must have pulled it like, well, we only played the heat of the night uh, mini marathon. Followed by designing women all night. Yeah, right. So they play the heat of the night at night. Oh, yeah. And not too late. They stop at 10 so you can get a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, they know their demographic. Right. Black Friday. Dinner at 5 p.m. So this must have been me. Going to sleep at 10. From these commercials, I'm assuming this, ha- this uh, aired in November of 2016, prior to Black Friday. Yeah, and oh, yeah, well, I mean, the December, I think it was December because they're like the deadlines on December 7th and it's days away. And for some reason, this channel is Friday all about out. old people. Yeah, well, I mean, old people are going to watch Tea Party in the heat of the night. I guess so. Listen, I would probably think they're showing the movie to, to, uh, twice in a row if I found out it was four hours of it. So now Craig is like, I'm just kidding. I was just kidding. I'm not in love with him. Let's go back. And Frankie Avalon is like, not as long as those guys are following us. And now Barbara and Linda are having like a heart to heart and they realize they love the boys and it's their fault they got pushed away. You know, every time he went to kiss her, she just made him feel like a fool. So they're regretting. Right. She doesn't now she doesn't feel like laughing at him. And okay, so now Dick yeah, Miller is Dick Miller. Right. He's he's they're they're gonna owe him five hundred and eighty dollars, which they don't have. That is some cab ride. It must be surging, right? It must be called during surge. I'll drive. The fare it's up to four hundred and seventy five bucks. And they have oh, no come on, money. that's not fair. Ah, that is fair. <laughs> okay. So that's 1965 money. When there's some big event and we don't see it. We see the aftermath. And we're going to get another one of those uh, scenes. I got to use the bathroom. <laughs> I got to jerk this guy off in a glory hole. Jerk no, him off. I'm it's sorry. Uh, I'm 6 a.m. and they need gas real bad or she, he's going to lose them. Uh, I guess, uh, it's Arnold Stank from It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Right. I'm, oh, yeah, they didn't show him get beat up. Right, and where's his one-room glasses? I'm late for, let's make a deal. Right. So he's basically, they couldn't afford Gary Owens. This is prior to right, his um, game show Life. Oh, wow. I'm going to be a big star. They took a Greyhound from California to Utah? What's that? They were in Indy. What's that? About Utah? They took a Greyhound from California, yeah, to Indiana, I guess. Right, right. Where's the locations? Where's the locations? It was Indiana, right? Here it is. Yeah. 
No, it was Idaho, Sun Valley, Idaho. Idaho. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so they show up and uh, Dick Miller's like, hey, the Pacific Ocean. And the other two are, you know, like, oh, is it still there? I mean, it's their neighborhood, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks a little different. I have, I have driven by this area. It didn't move. Is this Ventura Highway, I guess? Yeah, I guess. It's so strange, Carl, because as you said, we grew up in New Jersey, and I don't remember Taylor Ham, but uh, I do know that when you watch movies, especially movies in California, it creates this universe of, wow, this must be what California is like. Uh-huh. You surf during the day and then drive up to the mountains and ski at night. It's like uh, people who've lived here all their lives and they've never gone to Empire State Building or Statue of Liberty. Why would they? You know, that's something yeah. for the tourists. Yeah, look at that. Like it never crosses your mind. Wow, it's so beautiful. I, I think I've been to this. I mean, it looks familiar. So he's like, what do I, I do with my here. girl clothes? And he goes, take them off and throw them on the beach. That's what he says because yeah, it's set so crazy up for guy. later. Just litter, right? You don't think Moon Doggy from Gidget is living homeless underneath a? Uh, he'll be happy for clothes. Very possible, and he will be happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gidget's shooting up underneath the pier. Oh, oh something to wear. It happens. Gidget goes to joke. <laughs> Gidget rides the horse. <laughs> it was Gidget. It was Gidget Goes from Rome, I guess it was the name. Gidget Goes Hawaiian. Hawaiian and then Rome. And then there was a TV series with Sally Field. Right, right, yeah. Oh, my, I hate getting off the Greyhound. So you know, wait for all these sexy women s- to walk off first. It doesn't make sense why these guys chased them all home. It doesn't make sense. But but it's just sort of like they're they arriving home and they're happy to do it. Here they are again. Yeah, we're back in the beach and we got, see, that's the thing about the ski house is that you got to wait for the ski guards to come in to sing a number. But on the beach, you know, there's rockers, just happen to be rocking out. Yeah. This is the Hondells. Yeah. They sang our opening song and now they're singing the closing track called The Gasser. (laughs) And they're on Serenity in Santa Monica. We'll never ski again. <laughs> surfing's up our alley. Surfing's in our blood. Surfing, surfing, surfing. But skiing. skiing. Surfing, surfing, surfing. <laughs> never gonna, never gonna ski again. Good surf with my honey. Never gonna, never gonna ski again. Screw that shit. Screw, screw that shit. <laughs> ski with my enemy. Surf with my girl. Skis for our losers. Skis for our losers. You can't see the bikini. <laughs> they know one dance number. They know it well. Oh, she's slamming that hip. They're just dancing. Yeah, surf, surf, surf. You can't do this in a ski lounge. There's no room to like show up. What kind of dance is that? Funky chicken. I hope they get married afterwards. She's great. <laughs> he would be an idiot not to marry, propose right now. Hey, my turn. They're killing time right now. The film's wrapping up. Oh. No 
See, you don't have room in an indoor ski lounge to run up in front of the couple and start dancing in front of them. Exactly right. Yeah. You need a beach and a band. Fuck skiing. Now, this film is at an hour 43, and I'm not sure how much okay. time we took in the beginning, but uh, as soon as the credits start rolling, we better wrap up. I don't, I, we got to be on the good. Hours. Fair enough. Well, if, for those who are interested to know what happens after the credit, there's a, a free brochure on reverse mortgages. There's no free brochure on Just no obligation at a very little cost. And, it, and it's a plan. You can find what plan is right for you. Affordable rates. You can call anytime, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah, Monday through Friday, 5 p. Uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. So now you can lower your cost. Bears her soul. Let them watch the commercials after. So Linda bears her soul. You know, I missed you and everything. And Frankie says, "Look, it was all a ruse. It was all a ruse. We were girls, and but it got got into a lot of trouble. I broke my leg trying to impress you. Freddie fell in love with Nora. All this trouble. And she's like, "You did that all for me." Yeah. Oh, that saxophone you hate is playing in the background. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I like With the saxophone. With in the band. No, no. James Brown, it goes honk, 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 honk. That song is terrible. Why do people like that song? Well, I'll hold you in my arms. Boom. Um, it's so jerky and quirky and awkward. It isn't smooth and jazzy and bluesy like so much James Brown is. I, I, I was, but you know that song I've heard a hundred million times. Yeah. No disrespect to James Brown, I just heard that song a hundred million times. So any variation, any earlier version, any movie version, right? I, you know, I will soak up like a sponge. <laughs> he has so many great songs, and it just happened to be the one overplayed song. Right. And it's not really over. I don't think that living in America is probably more overplayed for me. You know, we said so good. Living or I got this America. in the classic. Right. Wow. Does he show up in Rocky Ford sings that song, right? I don't remember. I saw Rocky Four. That All was, right. Okay, wait. This is funny. Wait. Direct TV. But it's yesterday's technology. If you, oh yeah, water won't stop it. You'll still, wind blows, you'll still get nope. your all uh, in the snow tonight. You know what it reminds me of is that whatever uh, digital uh, cable they got, they probably preempt other commercials and play their own Infinity commercials on it. Have you ever noticed that? Like if you get like a dish, DirecTV will like put their own commercials over the really? commercial break. So it's like Nutrisystem. Every channel has a Nutrisystem commercial. And Interesting. Like, that's bullshit. Or they'll have a commercial about how DirecTV is better than cable. And it's like, that's interesting. You know. Why are you, why hey, do you they do that? that? Like, senior we have cable and there's always the cable commercials. Why would you tell me I already have cable? You know what I mean? Why would you well, tell the dish person dish the, is better? Well, because it's like that AT&T rule about advertising. Like, they would advertise a million dollars a day worth of advertising, but everyone has AT&T. Yeah. It's just that they were in the game. You know, there's only one thing, and that is cable TV. And every day you see an ad for it. 
And also there's a lot of ads that, you know, instead of having an affordable life plan, they could just slap their commercial on it. Right. Crazy 88. Hey, um, Joey, Joey, I'm Joey 88. $88 down, $88 a month. Wow. And we have 88 at our 1-800 number. I'm going to call up crazy88auto.com right now. Beep, boop, boop, yeah, boop, you know, beep, beep, dot com. 888 is a toll-free number. Why wouldn't they choose 888? Yeah, or 866. That's crazy. Are they on Highway 88 off of this Detroit? Oh, check this out since we're about to leave. Dell Comics yeah. published a 12-cent comic book version of Ski Party in conjunction with the movie's release. Oh, I want to check that out. I bet it's on the Internet Archive. Oh, that'd be cool. I bet it'd be like Dwayne Hickman, probably illustrated, right? Oh, have like four panels to say song. This film tanked, right? It didn't do well. But yeah. for some reason, Columbia Pictures and Universal Studios Pictures, they made their own snowbound versions of beach party films. Columbia's Winter A-Go-Go was released four months later. And Universal's Wild Wild Winter was released in January of the next year, which is six months later. So even though, I guess they thought it was going to be a hit while it was getting filmed, and they filmed their own, I guess. That was the trend. We've had enough of the beach, so how can we do the same thing somewhere else? Right, you make it ski. It's a perfect switch, you know. You know how, like, Marvel movies, the second one, they're like, it's everything's depressing. They're like, now it's everything snow. <laughs> so I put into YouTube search when you told me about this film, Ski Party, but I put in 1964 by mistake, and I just clicked okay. on the first link, and I began to watch this Muscle Beach movie thinking it was ski party and they were going to leave there and go to the beach don rickles was in it and (laughs) oh wow yeah so like this rich lady comes on a boat and takes these muscle this muscle man who you know from hawaii 50 to the boat by chopper and i just started realizing i'm 20 minutes into this film and we still haven't gone to skiing something must be wrong and i looked at the title and i was like i'm an idiot So I wasted a bunch. Was of- it Beach Blanket Babble? Well, that it's not much time if you get another Don Rickles in it. Well, Don Rickles wasn't you, doing uh, Rickles insult humor. He was acting, you know. And um, yeah, Buddy Hackett was the uh, the rich woman's uh, uh, like number one and arranging stuff for him, and he was pretty funny. That's pretty cool. Well, I guess, but I quit after uh, 30 minutes. I was like, I mean, I got research to do. I can't be watching beach films. Yeah. Listen, I can't enjoy this for fun. Who's in it? Well, I'm going to go check out Muscle Beach then because I want to see it. Yeah. What was it called? I'll look in my history here. As we're waiting for the last, this is going to end now, and we just have to get through these commercials. I know. I'm so tired of awesome attacks. I don't even want to deal. Yay! Um, it's called Greyhound Muscle Party. Beach Party, 1964. All right, I'm gonna watch it in my free time. If I, if I don't leave the house today. Okay, Freddie shows up now, and all he wants to know is where the hell is Nora. 
That's all he wants. Oh my god, they this guy ran from fucking Oklahoma over there? It's insane. Idaho, Sun Valley, Idaho, we learned. That is a long greyhound. Hey guys, have you seen a girl on the beach? I'm looking for a girl on the beach. She's got mod hair. Now, Mike, as wow. you know, we're doing the switcheroo next time. Okay. Yes, I, oh, I know, but hey, well, let's wait till this movie ends and we'll let the audience know. worry, though. We're at one fifty-two. Do you think we spend... Okay, okay. okay so... Yeah, we're all right. No, 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 let's go ahead. Let's bring it up now. Look, this there's Nora's clothes. The red gone. He lies and said she heard you were coming, so she swam away. She must be... She could probably be to Japan by now. And Freddie believes it. Yeah. Nora! Now watch, does he really go in the water? See? He's an actor, man. He commits. He does. Was he wearing a sweater? Or he must have... Yes. He just came from the uh, snow. But, oh, fourth wall. Fourth wall. He goes, we'll tell him the truth tomorrow. And now uh, yeah. Peevney's recording to his psychotherapist and he's saying that the skis have got fatter as he looks at a surfboard it's not funny but he looks pretty cool i like that style so now all's well that ends they were they're back on the beach and yeah and then we're the hanel ski party sucks no more skiing just the surfing waves oh we say goodbye to another life adventure and remember the moral of our picture. Skiing sucks. <laughs> Stay tuned for cruise school. We're cruising. We don't know the double meaning. Yeah, there's Robert C. Lewis. Bobby Shaw. Da -da 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 -da. I do like when they show the credits like this. Where they show the now, his name is Aaron Kincaid, but he spells Aaron with only one A. Oh, Arnaud. <laughs> Arard. 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 All right, look at this. They got the New Year's Eve. You can, can't hardly wait. That movie. Oh, my God. You're right. It, was, it must Adaption. be November. Yeah, because they had a Black Friday ad. Uh-huh. Exodus. These are some good movies. I want to check it out. All right. Yeah. There's Leo the Lion saying goodbye, courtesy of Metro Golden Mayor. And we are done. There's more commercials. Carl, what did you yeah. think of Beast Party? Nice to see you. It was, I would not, it, it was good for your show. There was lots to talk about. This is not the kind of film I would have checked out. Uh, it was interesting, you know. And it had some Yeah, I would check it out. James Brown. Yeah, I was recommended for James Brown and the Flames. That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and Leslie Gore seeing the Sunshine and Lollipops. It was all right. It was serviceable. It had enough fourth wall breaking. Carl, as as we always do, I uh, pick a movie for you to research, and these are movies I read about. But this week we're doing a switcheroo. Yeah. Okay. You have Next a movie week, for we me. Will, we will be watching the movie Loving You, 1957, Loving You, starring Elvis Presley. 
Oh, this is the Elvis Presley movie. You're the best. I'll send you the link. All right. Well, let's. Okay, uh, let's play the trailer. Uh, but if we get cut off at two at four o'clock, uh, thank you guys for listening to LWAFLMOYT. And we, uh, I, there's no really trailer for this, but we're going to watch Elvis Presley next week, and I'll do the research. I'm looking forward to it. Carl, what a pleasure to to watch a movie with you and the, our audience. What a pleasure. Agree. Uh, it was it was agreed. And uh, check Carl out uh, on uh, Zoom open mics, and check me out uh, doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> one less than you uh, alright guys so that's been our show let's watch the full life movie on that's it thank you guys so much it's been a pleasure Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman.
The Sound of Musical Curiosity. I'm your host, Bear. Welcome to the show, or as Sean from Bughouse likes to call it, fuck off, The Sound of Musical Curiosity, which works for me as well. If you are following us from the previous two hours, then you know what's going to happen these next two hours. But if you're just joining from my show, we're doing something a little bit differently where we are playing me, Sean, and two other uh, mutiny alumni. And Yuri G. Yes, and Yuri G. Uh, we are playing all cuts from debut albums. And I'm going to start off the second half of this show with a record and a song that needs no introduction for those that are musically educated. But for those that are not, I will just say it comes from the album Horses. So let's get to it on Pop Off, The Sound of Musical Curiosity. Jesus died for somebody's sins, but not mine. Milton, pot thieves, wild cord on my sleeve, thick heart of stone. My sins, my own, they belong to me.
a sleepy golden storm is many love before us and know that we are not you in city and in forest they smiled like me and you but now it's come to distances and both of us must try your eyes are soft with sorrow hey that's no way to say
Uh, you are listening to Pop Off the Sound of Musical Curiosity. I'm your host, Bear, and we're doing all debut <coughs> songs from records, and we're going to recap some of this glorious shit we just played. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just tell us what we just heard on that one there, sir? Yeah. XTC uh, covering Bob Dylan's all along the Watchtower. XTC. You got anything to say about that, or are you just going to let that one fly by its own? It speaks for itself in many forms, <laughs> both the Dylan. I'm going to help. I'm going to wind up the rubber band on that one because. Um, uh, like the balsa wood glider would want to fly with its uh, full winding, you know, double knots, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys remember the ah, double yes. knots. Yeah, if you can get yeah. a double knots all the way down. Then you know it's gonna, you're going to get a 15, maybe 30-second flight out of it. Uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, on the Watchtower. That was a good one. That was their first record, and uh, that was the last cut. I have to say, um, like, way to go there. You're the first to score with both a debut and a cover. You should get like a badge. Well, the nah, I think Gloria we. Was a cover? Oh, you're okay. Yeah. Right, Gloria yeah. was a mix of two things. I was outside. I was getting flautas. Then we uh, before that no, the specials. Yeah, the concrete jungle. Concrete jungle. Was that the Bob Marley version? Was it the same? No. No, that's a, that's that's an original, man. Inspired by by Bob Marley. And the Panther. Burns. Panther burn. Doing their bourgeois art damage blues. <laughs> I've got some uh, underwear that are like really old and. Uh, one I call Panther. <laughs> One bear. Panther yeah, they're my, <laughs> they're my favorite. Oh, they're yeah, but we were talking bit. about that. That song's a little messy. <laughs> <laughs> the bush <laughs> <laughs> is a little messy. Yeah. I'm just, oh, uh, what did we do before that shit? Um, oh, you're Leonard Cohen. Uh, yes, uh, that's no way to say uh, goodbye uh, off his first record. That's just a. Uh, that's a great record. If you're uh, uh, reasonably interested in music, you know, Leonard Cohen is someone that you should uh, seek out, find, and um, consume. So, again, we're Agree. totally committed to bringing the room down with that shit. Oh, man, am I again? Shoot. Yeah. All right. Uh, to bring it up, my favorite Leonard Cohen quote is when they said, where do you where do you get all the good songs from? He said, I don't know, but if I knew, I'd go there more often. <laughs> then uh, I played Patti Smith with the Gloria Excelsior, her poem. Uh, mix, which, fun story about that, when they were putting the band together, mm-hmm. and they were uh, auditioning members, they just played the Gloria riff, and whoever lasted the longest <laughs> playing that over and over got in the band. You got yeah, it. Yeah, and before that, you did Plastic Ono. Oh, uh, God, God off of uh, John Lennon's first record. And, and Pink and Floyd. And, oh, and uh, yeah, Lucy for Sam. Uh, cause that's, uh, cats, uh, something I can't explain, right? Uh, right. Pink Floyd's first record. And you had Wire Culture Vulture. Yeah. And then we had Balancing Act. Uh, Balancing Act, I did that. Yeah, Balancing Act was a very good, um, uh, band for me. They, they really, uh, just had this excellent, like, pop sensibility, but were kind of jazzish but and then kind of wooden you know and um uh yeah but I apparently uh scott you like hung out had like tea with them or yeah, something I, you said i confused them with uh the k records band uh k records. beat happening because they oh, I, yeah. the art looks very similar on the covers so you never hung out with the balancing act yeah i did telling? but i just when i confused <laughs> you just never I hung think. out with beat happening right no i heard that guy <laughs> weird yeah, he's an, an asshole he wears sweaters yeah Oh, and then I did Queen Latifah, wow. off All Hail the Queen from 89, Ladies First. And then you did The Last Poets. Um, last uh, on the subway. Yeah. On the subway. Yes. Yeah. And before that, we had Death Grip, The Fever. Aye, aye. The Fever. 
From Sacramento. Sacramento representing some angry, angry sounds. It was trying to cleanse the the, the, the palate after the saccharine of what came before. It was the, that's the capital of our great golden state, Sacramento. Sac- Indeed. Sacramento. Yes. But because before the death grips was well, also right, because before that we were we were going to our high school prom. We're weaving dreams Dancing together. Dancing to dream. G- Gary Wright with a W. Yeah. Gary Wright doing. Which uh, look up right. that album cover, by the way. The backside. <laughs> you did the backside. Yeah, yeah there's a spaceman going on there. We spent a lot of time with him during that. Uh, then oh, second song was mine. Susie Quattro, Glycerin Queen. Nobody seems to play her anymore. I don't know why. And you did Tuxedo Moon. Yes, off their uh, first record, Half Mute. Um, they're a, a local. They were local. Um, we did, I like uh, all those local shit we got going uh, on. Yeah, we, uh, 59 to 1. Uh, yeah. You know, those aren't some decent odds there. Yeah. All right, well, let's get back to the music. We're going to go. I'm going to take you back to 1964 for a song that also needs no introduction. Ah. So let's get to it. And pop off the sound of musical curiosity. You really got me going. You got me so I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you really got me now. You got me so I can't sleep at night. Thank you. 
Oh, why is it some other guy? 